This is Luscious Lou, and I listen to the Comic Syndicate. If you love comics, you'll be in the wet. Listen to the Comic Syndicate. If movies, movies, they can kill you, play. Just science will accommodate. Twitter, the communication. At Comic Syndicate 1. I was drowning in a sea of podcasts. Then I found the one I need at long last. Book reviews, the news, and sex facts. It's more than anything you can ask for Come the Comics in the Kid Podcast Come the Comics in the Kid Podcast Come the Comics in the Kid Podcast Yeah, yeah, yeah The Comics in the Kid Welcome to another episode of Comic Syndicate. Check them out at thecomicsyndicate.podbean.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to the Comic Syndicate episode 326. I'm your host, Josiah Sapp, for the villain on Twitter at comic underscore syndicate on Instagram. All right, guys, I don't have a crazy long show today, so I'm going to take my time go over a few quick stories um that are going to make sense so let's hit it like we normally do what we spoke about 100 episodes ago episode 226 i entitled hashtag juggling chainsaws that's always funny when i reread these i pull up my notes and i try not to read them ahead of time so i can surprise myself on on what i spoke about i know exactly what the fuck i spoke about in this one if i name if i named it juggling chainsaws by this point in my life i've added uh, a few blow torches and samurai swords in there as well um it'll make sense guys find the archive the library anywhere you guys can find podcasts you guys can find the full library on podbean.com spotify goes back a, a you know a certain amount of way back uh but yeah these ones are always fun to go uh, this one we hit uh, bullet points along with deep dives and rabbit holes soft launch plans and ideas love for other podcasts and collaborations and interviews. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. podcast collaborations. Okay, this reminds me. I haven't done or spoken about those in a while. I was on a, or have been on a bunch of podcasts before. So uh, there was a gentleman I met, Steve Harden. Uh, he had a Harden Marvel podcast uh, and we jumped on another show. So I've done several shows with him. Uh, and then I was on the Out of the Blank podcast with Robbie Robertson. I know that sounds like a fake name. Cool guy. We still chat uh, every now and then. But uh, yeah, I've been on both of those shows. I've been on way more shows than that as well. The 2OC podcast, of course. But um, yeah, uh, so I, I was collaborating at this time with a lot of fucking people, dude. And I still try to do the same thing. Uh, I give love to podcasts now that I listen to that I love. I try to share them out when I'm listening to them. And plug them. Uh, but yeah, it's just something I like to do personally. And like, I don't ask for like, hey, dude, if I do this, can you do that? No, it's, that's not me at all, dude. Um, I just like helping fucking indie, indie shows and indie comic artists, anything like that. When you guys see me at a con, I'm the same way. Um, but yeah, so uh, those are the ones I was thinking about that, that I might have hit. And then, um, oh, I'm sorry, here we go. Hit interviews and news reviews and finally goes into... Uh, oh, yeah, Missed Opportunity. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, missed Opportunity. 
episode 225, that would make sense because it was like in comic book form, you look at issues 25, 50, 75, 100 as giant milestone issues. So that's probably the missed opportunity I missed. But anyways, we, I hit Comic News USA Network orders Jason Bourne series, Veronica Mars revival, Jessica Jones News, great show by the way, James Gunn, DC Thoughts, could it work? Marvel Studios News with John Farbro, Star Wars Chat, Venom Opening Weekend Predictions, I hated these movies, I love the fuck out of Venom, I love the fuck out of Eddie Brock, I hate the fuck out of Venom the movie, and Venom Maximum Carnage or whatever Carnage bullshit it was, uh, I think I'm the only one that really hated those fucking movies, I like Tom Hardy, um... I like the Venom, Venom symbiote on the movie. Everything else was fucking garbage, dude. Uh, but yeah, if you guys liked it, please hit me up. I'm at for the I'm at for the villain on Twitter, and again, comic underscore syndicate on Instagram. Uh, we hit Netflix, Iron Fist, Punisher, Daredevil, Bullseye News, Batman Day 2018 details, Batman White Knight 2 news, which is great. Uh, Raphael Albuquerque was an artist and writer. It's like an Elseworlds Batman story. Great fucking story. Great fucking art. And I believe he dropped uh, part two to that one late last year. But great, great reads if you guys get the chance to do it. I hit comic reviews, East of West, number 38. Jonathan Hickman was a writer. Love Jonathan Hickman as a writer. And Nick Dragoda was the artist. If you guys have never read East of West, it's an image comics title. Please find it, dude. Uh, I have uh, an omnibus that Adam had bought me. Uh, it's right underneath my coffee table. It's fucking dope, lovely, gorgeous, great read. And again, the art's amazing. Uh, I also reviewed Venom number five. Johnny Cates was a writer, killer writer. Ryan Stegman, dope fucking artist. Uh, hit that one. So got done recording that four days later. <laughs> that would make sense. Juggling chainsaws now. Okay. Oh, I'm going to explain something after I, I go through this next portion. And it's going to make sense. So if you guys think I'm struggling, breathing a little bit today, I'll I'll explain something. Okay, so Juggling Chainsaws was episode 225, four days after that. So I'm working two jobs at the time. Four days after that, I recorded Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes episode. Working two jobs, doing that, and I think I was still tossing in if I have not started uh, recording the Audio Chronicles podcast, which is the third podcast I do. Anyways, episode 226.1 was a deep dives in rabbit holes episode I entitled hashtag sellout. And the way it's spelt is C-E-L-L-L. So sellout, not sellout. Uh, the comic syndicate episode 226.1 presents deep dives in rabbit holes sellout. This week at RG Floors and at For the Villain Discuss phone conversation starters where the crew tackle a bunch of questions regarding the use of our own cell phones in our day-to-day lives, but also deep dive the grievances and nuances of how good and how bad this can be. We also debate the effects it can have on people in social situation amongst the personal and impersonal interaction in people's day-to-day lives in general. If you're on your phone 24-7 or if you feel you don't need your phone to survive, give this one a shot. The Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes podcasts are always fun to do. So if you guys, if this is your first time listening to the Comic Syndicate, if you don't like the pop culture stuff, if you guys want to listen to the Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes, I have a full archive. Always find it, uh, episode, whatever it is, point one episodes, and find that bunny rabbit is how you'll know uh, with that banner. So this one was a fun one. Uh, it gave, we gave our personal thoughts and opinions. Like, are you the person that if you forget your phone at home, 
and you're on the freeway, do you turn around to pick up your fucking phone? I'm not personally, like I'm even one of those people that has to unplug from everything, from everyone. I don't need to be on my phone 24-7. Like, yes, I I listen to a lot of podcasts while I'm doing The Office, um, but am I on my phone? No, I'm not. Um, do I need my phone? Like, am I on my phone like 24-7 like a lot of people are? No, when I'm with friends and family, I particularly and especially stay the fuck off my phone because – it's fucking rude. Um, but that's me. I'm very old school. What kind of fucking person are you? <laughs> it sounds, it sounds so fucking intimidating. What kind of fucking person are you? Uh, yeah, but yeah. If you guys, uh, are curious about this, go back 100 episodes ago, find the episode. All right. That was fucking funny. I cracked myself up and I shouldn't be laughing right now. Okay. Uh, let's hit it. Okay. Let's get some love real quick before I do. I got to explain to you guys. Okay. Sunday night. Um, I was in the shower and, um, my la my life flashed before my eyes. Uh, so I'm just there singing, whistling away, happy little jolly Josiahs in the shower, hot shower. Cause I always take hot showers and I'm giving you guys way TMI, but fuck it. Um, so, uh, my life flashes before my eyes cause I take a step and fucking Josiah slides like a good, not a foot, um, six inches, but like on one foot, like I slid and I'm like, fuck. And my heart's just thumping and like i'm like holy shit i fucking almost died so two seconds thought that goes through my head and as i turn to grab the soap or whatever i was grabbing um i literally slip again and this time i eat shit and when i land i land on on the tub <laughs> my left side it lands on 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 the on the, the portion of of the bathtub where you you know enter the bathtub and I'm just laying there for a second, like, of course, I'm, this would happen to me. I'm like, I'm going to die in a shower naked. This is lovely. This is, like, this is how Josiah is, is finally going to get ended. I'm like, you're such a badass in everything you do, and you're a tough motherfucker. And this is how you're going to go out. Um, so anyways, uh, I'm having, oh, look, I'm not, nothing's broken. It's just sore more than anything, so this is like day three going into it. If I take a deep breath, it hurts. Um, if I sneeze, it kind of hurts. If I cough, well, I don't really cough or sneeze, so I don't know yet. Uh, I was laughing at work with the guys, and so it hurts when I laugh, like a deep belly laugh. Thank you, neighbor. Um, but yeah, so if I'm having trouble <laughs> if i sound a little bit different or am i if i'm breathing differently today and i've i sound a little bit more delayed that's probably what it is so please bear with me guys but um yeah i'm still gonna put on this show for you guys uh let me give some love real quick again like i was talking about earlier podcasts that i love and listen to and collaborations and these are actually people that i want to collab with because i've recorded with jacob before i've been on he's been on our show before um and Jacob Medina hosts the Weird Street Podcast with his wife, Eva. Please find them. This is another podcast, new podcast that I've been listening to. Oh, no, not another one, hosted by Sarah Kitsinis and Derek Krantz. Um, I love and listen to these guys. I want to fucking collab with them. Uh, I have them on my show and and do like an origin meeting. Like it can be not just a comic syndicate. It could be a straight-up audio chronicles Um episode and sarah even sent me like dude i have an idea for deep dives and rabbit holes for you like i love when you guys do that like a lot of you guys actually send me information where it's like fuck 
And so, yeah, collaborating like that, I would love to do. And then last but not least, uh, my boy Adam, I want to get him back on the show. Like literally today, I just posted something up. It was a memory from like six years ago. And um, it's it's uh, Adam and I recording, and it was one of our commercial segments right before uh, our, our break or, or our comic talk before we play our plugs, you know, for I'm Brian Michael Bendis, and you're listening to blah, 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 blah. I'm Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. So before those, you know, like right before that, we used to do commercials. And um, yeah, so to see that today was cool. And then I started thinking, and actually people were already hitting me up, like, why don't you do this anymore? Uh, guys, this is insanely fucking hard to do by yourself. <laughs> um, and I haven't had time to hit up anyone yet. Like, I'm recording on Wednesday. Yesterday was my dad's birthday, uh, November 7th, and I wanted to record yesterday. And it was a weird day for me yesterday. So um, I didn't record yesterday. I normally try to never record past a Tuesday just so I can keep it consecutive for the most part. Anyways, um, so uh, miss my dad. I love you, of course. And uh, again, speaking of Adam, um, people are already hitting me up like, dude, why don't you do this anymore? And again, fuck you. You don't know how much hard this is to do it by yourself. Like I have to juggle the recording equipment. I have to juggle my laptop stuff. Um, I have so much to juggle just by myself that I can't record myself um, or at least – I'm thinking about it, but it's a lot more fucking work, guys. And I don't really think anyone needs to see my ugly mug anyways. But um, back to Adam. Uh, he hosts the Comics and 30s podcast. And, you know, I appreciate the love. Like, that's the only comic podcast proper I listen to. Um, I want to get Adam back on the show. I would love to have him back fucking co-hosting with me, like, 100% of the time again. So I don't have to do all the fucking work anymore. <laughs> that's a joke, but not a complete joke. Adam, you know I love you. Um. But yeah, no, no, I don't mind doing the work solo. But anyway, so please find these guys. You guys can find them anywhere you guys can find podcasts. I do give them love because I do listen to them. And um, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. All right, finding the podcast, The Comic Syndicate in iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Well, not Stitcher, Stitcher's dead. Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, like I said. Anywhere you can legit find podcasts. I started a, a TikTok account, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing on there. But I'm also at For the Villain on Twick, Twick, Twick Talk. Fuck my fucking life. I'm there, dude. So if you guys want to find me, I'm also at For the Villain on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. that. I'm <laughs> I'm in pain today. But, yes, um, I do not have – okay, the last bullet point I guess I'm going to go through is the end of the year shows movies, books, best of the year, and show – uh, I'm going to start working on that list. It's not a crazy long list like it has been in the past. And this year I'm going to ask and open it up to you guys, the listeners and audience. What are yours? Send me your favorite uh, albums. I don't know if anyone still listens to record players anymore, records, um, vinyls, if you will. Um, if you guys, what's your favorite song you've heard? What's your favorite movie of the year? What's your favorite show of the year, show or shows? What's something you've read, book or novel or comic book you've read this year, even if it's an old school book you've never read before? Like, um, I've read a lot of good stuff already, and it was nice to deep dive and go through uh, like a companion piece when Sarah and Derek did their their Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle last Ronin talk. Like it was good to brush up on that again. So that might be on my list because I haven't read it in so long. But again, I've read so much good shit already this year that that I'm enjoying. But send me yours, please. Um, I do not have a. Um, 
A question of the week this week. Um, last Thursday and Friday, I head off from the office and from, from the restaurant. Uh, it was my buddy, my boy, fucking I haven't seen you in the longest time, Rudy, uh, got married. And it was in San Diego, so it was out there. Uh, during the week Monday, fuck, dude, it's hard for me to find time to read. I didn't read a lot until fucking this week, probably, um, which sucks because reading should never be a chore. And after one of these reviews, I'm like, fuck, this is a fucking chore to get through. Um, so, yeah, I try to find and, and enjoy on my at my own leisure, which is very few and far between. But anyways, that's one of the reasons why I didn't get to read as much as I wanted to or, or come up with a thought-provoking question. So this week, um, probably since I've been back, this is going to be the second show that I have not had a question of the week. And it's going to come back next week. Don't worry. I think you guys are enjoying that for some odd reason. Because um, you guys are chiming in on those ones more, more than anything, which I love. Um, but yes, uh, next week is going to be who? I have a deep dives in rabbit holes banked up. I was going to put it out the week of Thanksgiving. Uh, that I think I'm going to hold on to a little bit longer because I think I can bang out two more episodes of the Comic Syndicate. Because uh, the week going into Thanksgiving, I'm going to tell you guys a personal story about the hmm, the reintroduction of the show or, or the way I've revamped and done a bunch of things on the show. Um, that And Easter eggs here and there that not a lot of people have noticed or even pointed out, really. Um, but that's really cool that, that I'm going to sprinkle in for, for that one. So, yeah. Uh, two more back-to-back comic syndicate episodes, maybe for Christmas when I have zero time spending time with the family. And I'm hosting Thanksgiving, so it's probably why I was going to put in a deep dash in rabbit holes. Anyways, I'm speaking out loud and not brainstorming alone. Uh, no no question of the week this week. Um, that's all I have. Give me a few, and I'll be right back with some comic talk. Hey, this is, hey, this is Scott here. Snyder. I'm, I'm writing All-Star, All-Star Batman, Batman this, year. Uh, this year, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. I'm Mitch Garrett, the artist of Sheriff of Babylon. I'm Tom King, the writer of Sheriff of Babylon, and you're listening to the Comic, Comic Syndicate. Syndicate. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Bucciolato, and I listen to the Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Michelle, and we're hanging out here at Frank and Sons, and we're having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon, and uh, you're listening to me live on the Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to the Comic Syndicate. Comic, comic talk. talk. All right, welcome back to some comic talk, guys. I needed a breather there, so don't mind me. Uh, I actually have comic news uh, this time, and just news in general. Not a lot. I pick and pull, and I, I thought these ones were interesting because these are things that I really enjoy. So this one came out this week. The Bear gets third season renewal for FX. FX's critically acclaimed show, The Bear, is getting an eagerly anticipated third season. I love the fuck out of this show. Um, it's probably, fucking spoiler, it's going to be on top five of, of uh, my favorite shows streaming this year so far. I have a bunch more, not a bunch more, but a few more that I really enjoy. Uh, this is going to be up there. It's a great show. If you have been in the restaurant industry before... Fuck me, it's it's fucking true. <laughs> like, I, even the smoke, every fucking goddamn thing about this fucking show was so fucking there. You love it, you hate it, 
It's beautiful. It's heartbreaking. And I'm just talking about the restaurant industry. I'm not even talking about the show yet. Um, it's worth checking out. Um, even if you guys just like something good with good dialogue, good writing, good acting, it's a great show worth checking out. So please do that. Uh, next one's going to be very cool. The Legend of Zelda live action movie was announced by Nintendo. Nintendo has announced a live action and, and adaptation of The Legend of Zelda following the immense success of the Super Mario Brothers movie. On the official website for Nintendo, the company officially announced that a live action feature film based on The Legend of Zelda is in development. Sh- uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, who created The Legend of Zelda, also addressed his involvement with the film with posts on the social media platform X. He'll be working on the project closely with Avi Arad of Arad, Arad Productions, while Wes Ball, who directed Maze Runner films along with the upcoming sequel Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes will serve as director all right this is dope news because look kid of the 80s grew up on Mario Brothers uh so to see finally a good live action uh movie um was great so yes give me fucking Zelda like I I also would love to see a a Samus Aran metroid fucking live action movie would be fucking sick so yes please give me this i'm just excited because they did so great with the the mario brothers movie that it would yeah like these ones i think have more i don't want to say death but more action because mario is more fun and metroid is not and legend of zelda not necessarily it's they're both darker um, Mega Man would be a fun one too, but those are like just iconic fucking games that I loved as a kid. All right, that's all I got for comic news. So this is going to be a short show. Uh, Josiah doesn't have a lot of breath left in him, unfortunately, and I don't want you guys to worry. Like I, I'm not like look, it's not broken ribs, it's not bruised ribs. Um, it's just fucking I ate shit in the shower, dude. Like that's it. Um, so yeah, bear with me. It's going to be, a, like I said, a short show. So first uh, review is going to be an image comics title. It's going to be the sacrificers. Number four, Rick Remenders, the writer, Max Piumara is the artist. They're both the creators of this. Dave McCaig is the colorist and Russ Rutten is the letterer. So there's a celebration in this bird people's town. So if you guys have, uh, have been reading, so there, there's a bird town. I know it sounds weird. Uh, and a dad kept his fucking child son in, in fucking barn, like very little food shackled up fucking in the barn. They literally gave him away. They call it a celebration, but, uh, they gave it to, every town gives a, one of their children up to sacrifice for the betterment of 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 the rest of society is what i'll say and i don't want to spoil anything so it's really interesting because we see how this town is celebrating all the bird people and the, the little girl the brother that got sent, sent away his younger sister's celebrating she's like dad she comes across her dad she's looking for him dad dad why are you oh there you are dad dad why aren't you happy celebrating and homeboy's fucking shit face, and you can tell the dad is legit. And the way it's drawn is beautiful because you can tell dude is legit, sad, and heartbroken. Why are you sad? The girl says, "Isn't he in a good place?" Like you always said. Um, and we just see the dad like lose it, like he's like, "Fuck, I can't believe I sent my fucking kid away." And it's it's it was vague until the last issue what exactly happens to to the the kids that get sacrificed. Jumps now to the actual party now. 
of these elites, where we finally see the effects of the elixirs they've been drinking, which prior issue. Um, and we see the foreman, the, the dude that collects all the kids, like as we see the, the again, the effects the, the this elixir is having amongst the elite, um, which is they're, they're, it's like the fountain of youth almost, like they're getting all youthful and younger. And the foreman who brought the children over to get sacrifice, I mean, it's called the sacrificers. Uh, we see the young girl of the king go after him because he bails really quickly. Now, uh, I refer to this, this one last episode or last issue that I reviewed. Very much of Pleasure Island from Pinocchio. Um, so this one flew by. Um, so this one was probably a better issue because we get to see exactly the effects of the elixir. And then the last one was gnarly too because we actually saw saw the turn like, oh, fuck, that's what's happening to the kids. was really interesting. Uh, Rick Remender is a great writer. If you guys get the chance, please check it out. Um, this one's going to be interesting because I don't know how I feel about this question mark but even in saying that I know how I feel about this and it's a DC comics title it's called Ghost Maker Clown Hunter by James Tinian IV he's the writer Ed Burson is the artist this one was work to get through like maybe it was a Monday that I read it on where it's like okay I had a long day at the office and I had two days off so I had a lot of emails and I had a rough and look, Mondays fucking suck. Like, let's just face it. Mondays fucking suck. So, and then I had to go to work second job and one of my boys called out sick. So we're shorthanded there too. So I had a fucked up Monday and then I, I decided, and look, maybe it was the attitude I brought where it's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to read tonight. Um, kind of forcing it, kind of forcing it, not even forcing it, but like, and, and it's, this one was work to fucking get through. Adam, how do you feel about this one, dude? I, I got to ask you cause fuck me. Again, maybe it was a Monday or maybe it was just me, like the day I had, or maybe it was just me, dude. But this one was just work to get through. Um, it's, it's a little boy that, uh, look, I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> if I had a shitty book of the week, this one would be it. Shitty book of the week is back for the week one. Um, yeah, I didn't care for it. So if you guys have a different idea, if you guys have read it, please hit me up and tell me it was good or bad or if you guys felt the same way. James Tinian is a fucking heavy writer, heavy dialogue, and I love dialogue and I love writers and I love reading and I love good writing and he's a great writer, but this one was fuck me, dude. Um, so yeah, shitty book of the week. And I know I haven't done that in a long time, so sorry about that, but that one was really, really not good. Uh, let's keep it on... You know what? I'm going to jump to Marvel real quick, and then I'll jump back to DC Comics. This one was X-Men number 28 by Marvel, number 28, Jailbreak. Jerry Dugan is the writer. Joshua Cassara is the artist. Marte Gracia is the color artist. VCs Clayton Cowles is the letterer. This one starts off with an old X-Men, Sunfire, that left the X-Men, this current rendition. We've been in the past few years now, uh, to rescue uh, Red Root of the Forest. And it's literally like a little Groot almost looking thing that was dying due, due to being away from Araco for so long. So Araco and Krakoa are two giant uh, <clears throat> plots of islands, I guess, that are 
like sister islands that um, it's an old mutant uh, island for the most part is the best way to put it. So being away from this island for so long, uh, this red root of the forest is dying. Sun, uh, sunspot. Sunfire comes across it and in order to do so, saves save her he has to sink her roots into his own veins. So she like burrows into his veins, which is nuts to see. So he's doing this to keep her alive. But after we see him traveling, trying to find her help, we see the effect it's having on him at the moment. And we also see that it's starting to kill him now as well. So he continues on and trying to find both of them, some sort of any, any type of help. When he finally comes across someone as he's traveling through snow and he finally comes across someone that is more than capable of, of, of helping. And it happens to be, and it, you can tell who it is right away. Cause as we see uh, Sunfire laid out on the snow, we see like just a giant shadow over her and, and you, it's like, fuck, please tell me it's him. And it, it's a, it's fucking apocalypse dude. And it's just great panels of, of apocalypse healing, uh, Sunfire, and it's just fucking, I, I love it. So the art's great by Joshua Kassara. I, I love it. Uh, so he saves him, and he gives him his energy back. He's like, all right, I'm going to need you for the battle to come. So it just ends there. The next pa- pages and panels now jump to um, Orcus, an Orcus control center where we see Dr. Stasis, which is a clone of Mr. Sinister, um, getting information of, of Doom, walking around with a bunch of mutants. So again, after the Hellfire Gala, issue number 25, um, all mutants have been ordered or ordered away, but have been um, hunted now and, and murdered and literally sent to concentration camps. And his group of mutants happen to be members of Latveria, so Dr. Doom's sovereign nation. So now Dr. Doom has... And I'll go into it because the story jumps a little bit back and forth. Then we get word then you know, he hears about this. He's like, that's fine. If I'm going to fucking confront Doom, I still need to get fucking Juggernaut's fucking um, blood it, it pumping through me. <laughs> um, so interesting. So, yeah, that's, that, that's what happened. So he doesn't want to fuck with Doom at all. Yeah, he's like, you know, he just, again, wants to... As he's talking about Juggernaut, even though he wants to use his blood to become stronger, we see now that Juggernaut has been trying to escape. So I love the panel plays the way once they start talking about Juggernaut, there is the scene of Juggernaut's face just smashed in. And Stasis gets told he's trying to escape again. But Nimrod keeps stopping him. He's a futuristic uh, sentinel that is, is a murderer of fucking mutants. And he keeps taking Juggernaut to school. And Juggernaut is the unstoppable Juggernaut. And he's getting his ass fucking handed to him every time he confronts him or tries to escape. So very cool to see that. Um, as all this is going down, we see Firestar is is still undercover, working with Orcus. But while she's working undercover, she's gaining as much information as she can to help out the X-Men. So... When the Hellfire Gala went down, Jean Grey mind-wiped everyone in Orcus. Like, Firestar has been working with you guys for the longest time. You guys can trust her. She's a mutant, but no, she is anti-mutant. She hates her people. And Jean Grey tells her, like, this is the only way we can help out our fucking people. You have to go deep undercover. And that's the most I can do to help you out. Like, I mind-wiped all these fuckers. So she's been undercover this whole time. Which is great to see because we get to see now what she's going through, what Firestar is going through, and everything. It's cool to fucking see and fucked up to see too. Um, as we see now, 
she's in the meeting with Orcus with uh, Stasis, and now she leaves, and she's on her way to the next complex to see Cyclops. And to get him to strike a plea deal. So Cyclops is still fucking chained up. Eyes are fucking sewed shut. Sewn shut with, with like metal fucking clips. It, it's nuts to see. And it's just fucked up. Um, so she tells, they're like, well, why are you going to see Cyclops? She's like, I need information from this motherfucker. I'm going to make him give up some information. So just cool to see how well she's playing that the Orcus side. And cool to see her continue on on this mission but to see how much danger she's been in herself to help out her family her her mutants and being just her keep getting put in fucked up situations where orcas can and will kill her at any moment if they see through her plans we also see the anxiety behind it as well which is nicely portrayed by the writing and the art style in this so it's really worth checking out so as we see her visiting um uh, actually, before she goes to Cyclops, she goes to see Juggernaut that's getting operated on now after his last beatdown. And they have to sedate him with, with um, a celestial uh, uh, medication, I guess. I, why can't I think of it? Just just to keep him out. And again, homeboy's fucked up. But we see her undercover still. So we don't know what she's up to here, but she just we just know she's checking up on Juggernaut. And then she goes, she sees Cyclops. And this is really cool because she goes in and she starts fucking... <laughs> I was going to say something really fucked up there. But um, we see her this cool and very gnarly scene as she starts just berating and belittling him to get this quote-unquote plea deal she wants. But we see how deep she is in this undercover thing. And we see her and even the way it's written, like, she's using Morse code to talk to Cyclops, like, to send him messages like she's grabbing him by the hair like you fucking piece of shit give us the information you want but as she's doing so she's like tapping his head and morse coding him like dude i'm so fucking sorry i haven't got you out of here yet like i'm so sorry i sound like a dick right now for everything i'm saying but we need to get juggernaut out of here first you're next on the list to get taken out of here so she's explaining this so we see the undercover but we see how deep she is too so that alone was like the small details like that i'm like okay this is fucking cool like i I love it and we see like she this bond that her firestar and cyclops have is, is and it's stupid to say it but like it's cute to say it too like they were both in the boy scouts so or in the scouts boy and girl scouts so they both learn morse code so they they are able to communicate so they it's explained why not just like cyclops is that smart of a dude but it would be a great uh thing to learn how to how to read Morse code would be cool, in my opinion. Um, so we see how, again, how deep she is. And she, again, apologizes to him. Um, great to see that. And then she's like, I need to get Kane Markle, Juggernaut, out of here before I even come back for you. So as she does so, Juggernaut's about to break out. She goes, books it, trying to play the orchestra side, like, stop where you're at. And she's able. she was able to steal some information that she gives to Juggernaut. as she tells him... Give this information to the fucking X-Men. Get the fuck out of here. And she tells him the exact way, like, everyone's going to be waiting for you here, dude. Trust me. Get the fuck out of here. And it's cool to see. And she's like, before you go, though, fuck me up and make it look good. Like, that's how deep she, like, and then it looks like she fell in her bathtub because she's really fucked up when the next page we see her. Like, um, 
Yeah, if it's a great read. I loved it. And then we see um, now this team uh, having to go on the next mission. Once Juggernaut shows up to the X-Men, it's like, all right, fuck, now we need to get more information. And uh, Kitty Pride and Ms. Marvel go out now on the next mission where Kitty Pride didn't even want to take. Shadowcat doesn't want to take Ms. Marvel, who's now a mutant, uh, not an inhuman anymore. And as soon as they not teleport, they go air via airplane, parachute in, and as the first person to find them happens to be Wolverine, who doesn't agree that like he helped train Shadowcat Jubilee, uh, Laura Kenny, so all the youngsters, and the way he's talking to Shadowcat now, he's like, I don't like the way you're dressed. Like you're going to assassin. Like you took the moniker of, of, of a dirty motherfucker. And she's like, I don't give a fuck what you like. So it's just interesting to see that dynamic because they do love each other. But just the way Shadowcat has gone so far off the rails where now she is a killer. And that's just the road that Wolverine never wanted any of the kids to, to go through or take. So it's, it's very cool to see. It just ends really fucking dope because now we see where they landed. And the way it, it ends was fucking dope. And they happen to land on Latveria, and they're confronted by Doom and his mutants. So it's very... I loved this fucking issue. It was really fucking cool. It was fun. I took my time on this one explaining it because it was cool and it was fun. Um, I didn't want to spoil anything, um, but fuck it. That one was fun. I'm not going to spoil this next one. That one was Book of the Week, by the way. And this is also going to be Book of the Week as well. This is going to be a DC comic title. It's going to be Batman number 139, Mind Bomb, part one. Chip Zdarsky is the writer. Jorge Jimenez is the artist. Tamoy Mori is the colorist. Clayton Cowles is the letterer. Uh, starts off with some cops interrogating a woman that was just robbed after winning money at the Iceberg Lounge. So the Penguins' old stomping grounds. As she tells the cops, she didn't scream until she was finally saved. Until Batman showed up. Then it continues on as we see how Bruce is living now. So the events of the Gotham War... And uh, the fail-safe issues and um, Batman, Bruce Wayne's, I guess Batman's alter ego coming into play has put a wedge between the Bat family and Bruce. Um, He can't go home anymore. Um, Vandal Savage now owns Wayne Manor and he knows everything about Bruce Wayne. Um the Bat family doesn't trust Bruce, and Bruce honestly, at the end of Gotham War, takes off. Like, he's like, he tells, fucking, and spoiler, he tells Dick and, Bar- actually tells Dick and Barbara, but mainly Dick, because Barbara's not there, Oracle isn't there. He's like, you guys are the parents the Bat family needs. Like, I was a bad dad, so, like, I got a bail, especially because now I have to do dirtier shit than you guys think I've done in the past, and it's fucked up. Um, and then the whole fail safe thing was great. So anyways, we see where he's at now. I just wanted to give you guys some sort of context on where he's at now. Um, so it's really cool. He's, um, on his mission still. And he, again, a more gnarlier mission than what he's been on before, you know, especially after the falling out with his family. Um, and it was more so doing this mission now where he can, where he won't be distracted anymore. And it sounds fucked up. Where And he can just focus on his work. And it's fucked up because Batman's always been like that. But now he like pushes everyone away. Like, 
I can continue now without any distractions. And his voice, like, you just know he's fucking lost it. Like, he's been through a lot of shit. He's been to the multiverse. He lost a hand. I know it sounds terrible. But all this has happened within uh, Chip Zdarsky's run. And it's so fucking good. And the art's so fucking great. So now, uh, Batman comes across a murder scene. We see cops at a different murder scene. And Batman shows up, and he now feels he has to solve this one, especially because there's a man hanging over a fireplace with a doll around his neck. We see a bunch of uh, bats sprawled across the, the living room or dining room, like wherever it was, in this mansion. And we see a lot of bunch of bats pinned it down. Fuck, man, I need to take a breath there. We see a bunch of bats uh, pinned it down and he's able to figure out like okay this is a fucking map and he's like and he's trying to figure out like this is everywhere i've been he's like these are when i left gotham as a kid this is a map of all my mentors i've had throughout the years and where they where they taught me you know like how to fight um so different fighting styles and all that so he continues his mission now like okay what the fuck now he wants to and needs to find that his current mission is finding the joker which we haven't really quite seen in a while uh, jason todd has been on the lookout and a rampage looking for joker as well because now jason todd red hood finally like he's like fuck it i'm gonna kill this dirty fucking clown and that's his mission at the moment so as he's able to figure this out, he goes to the first place, and it happens to be oh, a lady that owns like a doll factory. So she's a doll creator, and once he enters this complex, there's a bunch of dolls all over the place. And um, it's just gnarly, the scenes we see in here, and we see him continuing on in this house and trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. And he, we now see uh, pictures, frames of all his mentors throughout the, the, the place where he's like, what the fuck is going on? And he continues on and gets attacked by, by someone in a doll and fucks up the doll. And he pulls off the mask and it happens to be just some random dude that uh, an ex thug of the Riddler or someone, I forgot who it was. And, um, and he, his face is painted like the Joker. So uh, Batman's like just on a fucking tear now, continuing on through the house till he finally comes across a room. And it's like the basement, I would say. And the person he comes across the basement, he's like, long time no see. <laughs> um, he's like, I'm going to fucking end you right now. He's like, I can't fucking wait. <laughs> like, I've been waiting for this. He's like, but the thing is, I don't want to fight you. I want to fight the real you. And then that's when we see Batman's mind state has been so fucked up. And we've seen it little by little. So his alter ego is Zorenra. And Batman literally created this alter ego personality that um, it, it's, it's almost like a weird failsafe. Like something that, that's darker than Batman but that get, can't be corrupted either. I, it's more of a um, like a backup personality. Um, anyway, so as Joe, as this dude's taunting Batman, like he's like, "No, I want to fight the real fucking you." And we see like you know the mental state Batman Bruce Wayne is in. Like he's homeboy is hurt, and he's like, "Fuck, Bruce Wayne's fucking hurt." 
but Batman isn't. Batman doesn't get hurt. So that's what he's fucking talking about. Like, we we all know Batman's fucking Cocoa Puffs. But um, the fact now that his mental state is so gone where his alter ego, his backup personality is now taken over. And the person is taunting him. He's like, and then once we see this personality, the Zerenra a Batman personality come out. That's where dude's like, ah, there he is. And we start seeing the scrap. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you guys know who I'm referring to. Um, not the Zerenro part, but this was fucking cool, dude. This was a fun fucking read. Um, Batman is losing it on so many levels. He lost his mansion. Uh, Vandal Savage has it. He barely has access to the Batcave, which uh, Vandal Savage is fucking with that and moving shit. Um, he lost his money, not all of his wealth. Uh, he lost his Bat family. He's lost a hand um, during the failsafe and traveling different multiverses. And we see him finally breaking and losing his mind. So... It's it's an interesting time in Batman's life right now, and it's fucking cool. Um, I love Homeboy as a writer, Chip Zdarsky, and Jorge Jimenez. Is, his art's fucking amazing. It's worth checking out, guys. Um, no question of the week. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, I will be back next week with a question of the week. Please feel free to hit me up. Um, and if you guys can do me a huge favor, share the podcast more than anything. Give it a like, subscribe on any and all podcast platforms you guys listen to. If you guys do listen, uh, shoot up a screenshot and put it up on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, wherever I can find you guys so I can repost it as well. All right, you guys rock. I love you. I miss you. I'll catch you guys next week. Peace out.